there, welcome back to Enlightened by Aoife. Um, if this is your first time listening, welcome. If you've listened before, welcome back. Um, thanks so much for coming back and listening to another episode. Um, Enlightened by Aoife is where we talk openly about mental health and mental illness. Um, often I share tips and tricks um, that I've learned in my 10 plus years of therapy. I'm trying to learn how to live with mental illness and sometimes I just have general chit chat around the topic because the more that we talk about mental health and mental illness the more that we reduce the stigma that surrounds it. So in today's episode it's less about the skills and the tools and I'm just gonna generally talk about um, how I talk to my friends about mental health. Um, this is something that I struggled with for a very long time for probably the first seven eight years of struggling with mental health one of my friends knew about it I couldn't talk to my family about it I couldn't really talk to anybody about it because I was ashamed Um, I really struggled with this like I wanted to be seen as this person that has it all together or that could manage life when I really couldn't um I was really really struggling but I just couldn't talk about it because nobody I knew talked about it and and it was such a foreign thing to do it was such a strange thing to be like actually I'm not okay as an Irish person our response to oh, how are you getting on I'm grand yeah yourself like it's almost beaten into us at this stage like it's drilled into us that we always have to be fine we always are grand like life's grand like it's not a problem but what about when life is not so grand what if it's not full of crack and not okay how do we talk about it then and slowly slowly over the last couple of years really over the pandemic when I started opening up more um, about my mental health and my mental well-being did I start to notice that my friends and some of my family don't actually know how to talk about it they feel like they have to follow a script or they they have to have something prepared to say. And they're almost starstruck when I bring it up. Like I was chatting to an old friend about this um, actually only today and his response was, oh, I'm, I'm really sorry, I don't know what to say to you. I don't expect you to say anything. I Sometimes I just need you to listen and just to be there. Like there's not really that much of a right or wrong answer sometimes I do get frustrated when people are like ah sure you'll be grand it doesn't feel like I'll be grand sometimes it feels like I can't cope with it and sometimes it feels like sure maybe I'm just overreacting or maybe I'm over over analyzing every situation it doesn't feel grand so when people say ah sure you'll be all right like don't worry don't worry you're saying to an overly anxious person, don't worry. As if I could wave a magic wand or click my fingers and just make it stop. This constant voice in my head that's going through every scenario over and over and over again with so many different negative outcomes. Just don't worry. As if that would just pause it. As if that would give me some sort of mental space. If anything telling my, me not to worry or telling me Asher would be grand almost makes me feel more alienated and, and, and more isolated, making me feel like, oh, I can't talk to this person again. 
Sometimes I just need someone to say, yeah, do you know what, Aoife? That is pretty shit. How are you going to manage it? Or how are you going to get through it? Or sometimes I just need you to say nothing at all. Just being there. Just letting me know that it's okay and it's safe to talk about these things. That means the world of a difference. I know it's uncomfortable and a lot of Irish people and people from other other cultures too find it a little bit awkward to talk about their feelings because there's this taboo that if you talk about your feelings you're not manly enough and you're not strong enough and you're not brave enough and you don't have courage well to be honest from someone who has been in the trenches for a very long time I think it's extremely brave to talk about it I think it's probably more difficult to talk about it than to bottle it up and it pretend like it doesn't exist and by talking about it yes it feels scary it feels embarrassing it feels overwhelming at times but it you will be all the better for it it makes the problem seem not so big and not so scary sometimes not always mind you but facing these things head on gives you the ability to deal with them there and then or when you decide to heal from them instead of coming out in your everyday situations. For example, I had a problem where I lost trust in somebody. Actually, I lost trust in a lot of people. And I bottled it. I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. I don't care. But then in my future relationships and in my relationships years on, that trust those trust issues were very much at the forefront because I didn't give myself the time and the space to heal from them. I was projecting issues that I hadn't healed from onto new relationships, onto new friendships. And I was kind of isolating myself. Oh, because I couldn't trust these people in the past, I can't trust anyone going forward. Oh, because these people betrayed my trust in this way, everybody in the future is going to betray my trust in this way. This is not a way to live your life. Like you deserve so much more than to constantly be in fear of of not like of your old wounds presenting themselves in your in your new relationships and your in your future. But the problem is, as a culture, because it's so difficult for us to talk about our feelings, the shame that's associated with it, even though we say that the stigma is getting less and less, it's still very much there. I see it like when I try and talk openly about mental health. Some people can handle it. Some people are like, yeah, 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 and this and this and this. But some people genuinely freeze. And I'm really sorry if that if I ever make you feel uncomfortable by talking about mental health, mental illness, sadness, anger, frustration. But maybe you're uncomfortable because there you do still have some healing to do yourself. Maybe some of this stuff resonates with you and you just don't know how to deal with it yet and that's okay that's more than okay a way to figure out if you have emotional healing to do is to look at what triggers you if you feel overly emotional or or threatened by situations in your day-to-day life look at the the feeling behind that Where in your past have you been hurt by this? And what can you do to heal it? 
Sometimes healing is writing a letter to that past version of yourself, allowing yourself to heal, allowing yourself to move on and to realize that that person or the other people in that situation did you wrong. And it's okay to let that go. It's okay to realize that not everybody is going to treat you the way that they've been treated. For example, this is only an example so that I can put it into context for you. If an ex-partner of yours has cheated on you, you will be nervous going into future relationships when your partner, your new partner goes out. Oh, what if they don't text you when they come home? Or, or what if they post pictures of them with other people and it makes you uncomfortable? You need to set healthy boundaries in that situation of, of, of what you need from that relationship or what you're willing to tolerate. If they break those boundaries or if they cross them and, and don't respect what you have asked, as long as it's reasonable, it's okay for your trust to be hurt. But you need to be reasonable in setting those boundaries. You need to realize that the hurt that you feel and the fear that you feel in those situations might not fit the facts of that situation. It might be associated with past hurt, with past fear, with past pain and trauma that you have yet to heal from. Not everybody or every future partner is going to be the same as your last. And you can't blame them for past hurts. You need to allow yourself the space to heal from it and then trust again, even though it's extremely difficult, even though it's hard. Going back to showing up for somebody who's struggling with mental illness or mental health problems. If someone is struggling from old trauma that they haven't yet processed, this can be very difficult as a friend or as a partner. Just helping them work through that can be very difficult, especially if they're not willing to work on that themselves. And it's not your job to heal the person. Like, I wish my friends knew that it's not their job to make me feel happy. Like, on the days where I am really low, I don't expect them to fix out all my problems. I just want to show up as I am without having to put on a mask that I've done for so many years. Without having to show up as this bubbly, quirky, ditzy version of myself that depletes my emotional energy. Sometimes I just want to show up in my tracksuit with my hair scraped to the top of my head and be a little bit quiet that day or be a little bit sad and feel like I'm accepted for whatever way I show up that day, whatever version of myself can get there. Because what happens when you're somebody that masks like me is you start to socially withdraw. You start to think that your friends won't accept you if you're not that masked version of yourself if you're not that person that feels like they need to be perfect and it's so emotionally draining especially when you're already trying to heal and do the work and show up constantly when you just feel like emotionally drained and that you want to stay in bed being able to show up authentically 
without being judged, without the fear of being a burden, is is genuinely so important for my healing or for, for other people's healing. For so long, I felt like I needed to hide the version of me that was most vulnerable, the version of me that needed those friends the most. And I would just hide behind this person that it got to the point where I didn't know how to show up without being that pretend version of myself. I didn't know how to be vulnerable in front of people because for so long, I wore that mask that I didn't know how to go out of the house without it. And to be honest, reflecting on that is quite sad. It's quite daunting for me because I speak so openly about mental health now, which is crazy because for so long I hid this part of me because I I felt like I wasn't good enough if I was open about my mental illness. I was in day hospital while in college like I was showing up in college without getting support because I felt like oh if I got support because I was struggling mentally people would know and people would think of me differently but yeah I sat my exams after only being in the lecture once (laughs) I did it and I was putting myself under extreme amounts of pressure to to do well which was only hampering my recovery. That wasn't going to feed into my success. Taking a year off to defer to work on my mental health wasn't going to make that much of a difference. But I didn't do it because I didn't want to seem weak. And that's really sad. Because I think that that version of myself really needed that. Instead of piling healing on top of third level education on top of having two part-time jobs like that was unrealistic of me and it probably prolonged my process so if you are really really struggling and you're listening to this it's okay to prioritize your healing it's okay to show up authentically to be quite honest as soon as I started showing up authentically and I started showing up and not feeling like putting on that mask I found out who my real friends were the people that really just liked me for the bubbliness and the the fact that I talk to everybody and the fact that I'm bouncing around the place weren't really that much of a good support when I wasn't feeling like that but some of my friends they stepped up they really stepped up When I was really struggling, some of my friends showed me that it was okay to not be that version of myself. It was okay to not be able to hold a conversation, to not be able to lead and and host and bounce around the place. I was okay to show up as I was. Some days I would be great. I'd be full of energy, we would have a great time, we would laugh the whole time. Sometimes I would show up and I would be a mess. I would barely have showered, my hair would be on the top of my head, my skin would be rubbish, I would be in a tracksuit that I probably wore for three three days straight, two, three days straight. Like part of me is cringing admitting that, but it's true. 
it's it's absolutely true they'd come over and I'd still have dishes from the whole week in my bedroom because I wouldn't have the emotional energy to be able to look after myself I would probably have about three washes ready to go on and I just was almost paralyzed by this emotional state that I was in but each time I fell down I did get back up again the friends that didn't judge me the friends that would come over to my house and see my washing and see my plates and see and accept me for who I was they are the people that I treasure the absolute most and my family of course but I think by showing your real self you learn the people that love you unconditionally by showing your most vulnerable side and your emotions and showing up authentically you learn the people that are like your family you learn the people that are there just to be there with you rather than the people that are there to be seen with you I don't know if this makes much sense to other people but it makes sense to me so I just want to thank those friends that have been there through the good times and the bad the friends that I didn't lose when I started talking about mental health and the friends that I gained when I was open and vulnerable thank you and if you're listening to this and you struggle in silence I just want to let you know that it's really more than okay to start showing to start showing yourself to the people that you love it is really scary when you've done you haven't done it in a long long time it is really scary to start opening up about mental health especially when you have been struggling for a long period of time and you've hidden it I remember (laughs) when I started talking about my mental health to people that have been surrounded by me or that have been in my company it was almost like I was ashamed I was ashamed of what I was going through I was ashamed that I hid it from them I was I, I was just I didn't know how to cope I didn't know how to to let them know that all this time I was living a double life. I wasn't that person that I was pretending to be. And it was like I had failed at being a human when that was not the case. The funny thing was I was almost connecting on a deeper level with some of my friends by opening up about it. And another thing I learned is you don't need to tell everyone everything. Like this is a hard thing to kind of understand is when I started opening up about mental health it was almost like I needed to tell them everything that they didn't know or I would just tell them dribs and drabs and then they wouldn't understand the situation. But you only need to tell people what you're comfortable telling them. And also it's probably a bit better because sometimes it makes people feel uncomfortable and it's not to drive shame into you. For example trigger warning I'm going to talk about self-harm um for example self-harm like I remember talking openly about this with people and saying oh well I actually struggled with self-harm and they were like what like what do you mean self-harm and I was like I mean like I self-harmed quite regularly and they were like but why 
why would you do that to yourself? What, like, how? Like, they wanted me to go into detail and I wasn't ready or willing to go into detail. And then that was all that was on their mind is, oh, how, how did you do it? Like, what, what did you use? What, like, where? All these questions when they weren't really the questions that I was ready to answer. Why did I feel like I needed to do it? Maybe I could answer this question or how long I have been in recovery for it. I could answer this question. But these were the questions that I felt like were a bit more important. The questions that I valued the most that my friends would ask me about my mental health would be, okay, they'd ask, hey, how are you doing? I'd be like, grand, yeah. No, I mean, like, how are you actually doing? Asking how are you a second time, even a third time, is really important for people with mental illness because we'll probably mask the first time, maybe the second time. But the third time, I'll either get frustrated with you because I don't want to talk about it or I'll actually go, actually, this person genuinely cares about what I'm feeling or how I'm doing. So let's maybe look at this. Maybe let's tell them that I'm not doing so good today. Another thing is, if you don't know how to show up, if you don't know how to talk about it, be open. Be like, look, I'm really sorry. I, I, I don't really know how to talk about this, but like, what what do you need? How would you like to me to show up for you today? How would you like to to do this, like to spend our time? Like, do you feel up to doing something or do you want to chill? Um, these types of questions or is there anything that I can do to help? No, I'm okay, thanks. Okay. And then just going on as if it was normal. Maybe I wouldn't have the same amount of energy um, as I would normally have when my depression is high or my anxiety is high. Maybe I don't want to go into town and drink and be on the piss because that seems to be like a very typical Irish thing to do with your friends. Maybe we get a takeaway and have a bottle of wine at home or maybe I won't drink. Maybe you can drink. Um, maybe we watch a movie, have a girly night, chats, sing Adele. <laughs> at the top of our lungs, my neighbours love me. <laughs> um, but like sometimes these are the alternatives. Maybe instead of going out on on the down we walk the pier and get ice cream or we'll get a coffee and go for a drive or a common thing I used to do as a teenager is go to the drive-thru um yeah why don't we go to the drive-thru and like play music <laughs> um I'm sitting chat for hours that's such a nice like time to spend with your friends yeah, it doesn't cost an arm and a leg. Yeah, it's not the fanciest thing and we won't get the best Instagram pics for it. But do you know what? It's probably more quality time than if I was to go out on the town with you. I think where I was going with this podcast was just to let you know it's it's okay not to know how to talk to your friends who are struggling with mental illness. Just showing up is more than enough. And also, if you're the person that's struggling with mental illness... It's okay to open up. Maybe some people might be a little bit uncomfortable about it. But the more that you talk to them, slowly, slowly, the more they will learn to become 
more comfortable about it and letting them know it's okay for them to ask questions that they don't know and it's okay if you don't feel comfortable to talk about them be like look ask questions if I feel comfy answering them I'll answer them if I don't I'll let you know but feel free to to bring up the topics or you could say look I'm I'm grand talking about this this and this but these topics actually trigger me so if you don't mind we, we'll leave them for a day that I'm feeling a bit stronger um, these are setting healthy boundaries of what you expect from your friendships and by having expectations in a friendship it doesn't mean that you're a bad person it doesn't mean that you're too much these are problems that I faced I, I thought oh if I set limitations they're going to think that I'm not a good friend because I can't live up to this unrealistic standard that I'm setting for myself so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to isolate from everyone really this was a big fault of mine um what would happen is I would start to feel low and I would ignore everyone I would just disappear off the face of the earth and then I'd have to make these walks of shame back into friendships I've lost many friends from when my emotions get too much I just shut off I just disappear and it could be months before I reappear and anybody who's close to me will <laughs> will will know this and I'm so sorry that this is something that I'm really working on I'm really trying to to change because I want to let those people in it's just hard when for so long I have blocked them out um and I hope that by me having open discussions about this and by me putting this out there, maybe you learn, oh, this is what so-and-so does. Maybe they need a little bit extra support now. Or, oh, maybe I won't be so harsh on them the next time they start to show up. Um, because like I have lost a lot of friends over this. But I've also recognised some of my friends that when I do start to show up again... It seems like no time has passed. Um, and I'm really appreciative that I'm not the most normal of people when it comes to this stuff. Um, but yeah, I hope this helps you. It helps your friends. Um, feel free to share this if you think somebody can benefit from it. Or share this with a friend. Be like, look, I know you're going through a hard time, but I'm here when you're ready to talk. And maybe they'll get something from it. So, or maybe if you're the person that's struggling with it, share it so that that person knows that it's nothing really got to do with them. You're just going through a hard time right now. Maybe they'll learn how to show up for you. I am by no means perfect and I don't claim to be. I'm just somebody that's done trying to hide feeling rubbish. <laughs> um, and like I've done all the therapies and, and still... I still struggle with these things like just because you go to therapy just because you try a new behavioral therapy it doesn't mean that it's fixed but it does mean that it's a lot easier to deal with and I've just started to learn how to accept myself for who I am I say that some days are harder than others but look I'm I'm learning how to to be honest about my my relationship with myself, about my mental health problems, about who I am. And um, I'm hoping that it will help other people. So um, on that note, I'm going to talk about this 
episode's mindful moment. Um, my mindful moment is I've been a little bit sick this week. I have a chesty cough. I feel run down. Um, but my mindful moment was curled up in bed with a hot cup of 7-Up. Anyone who's Irish will know that that is a magic cure for a flu or feeling run down. And I remember sitting there with my my hot cup of 7-Up being like, mm. the comfort I feel from this and the big cosy hoodie that I feel cuddling me is something remarkable. <laughs> it is a little luxury and I kind of said to myself, Oh, I feel so miserable, but I have so much to be grateful for. Um, I kind of looked around and I was like, I'm so lucky to have a warm bed when I feel like this and a Netflix account where I can just watch rubbish movies and feel miserable and be cozied up and warm. I had fluffy socks on. Uh, anyone who knows me knows that when I started my gratitude journal... Fluffy socks and cups of tea were a regular on a, my gratitude list. Um, but instead of feeling overwhelmed and miserable and, and rubbish, I changed my narrative. I changed it to, yeah, f- fair enough, I don't feel very well, but I'm still very lucky. And I think this is something that a lot of us can benefit from. Um, especially when you're in the heights of something that's low or low mood or, or you're anxious, um, ask yourself, honestly, what am I most grateful for at the moment? Because even when we feel like we have nothing to be grateful for, there's so much that we are taking for granted. The high point of this week was listening to music. And you know, when you hear a song that you're like, this is going to be my song for the next little while. I don't know if any of everyone is like this, but I go through phases where I'll find a new food and become absolutely obsessed with it. Same with like an item of clothing. I will literally wear it until it's falling off me. Um, Or same with a song. I found a new song that I'm just like, oh, this is going to be my song. And that feeling for me is really it's it's so lovely so that was probably my high point of the week um low point is that I still feel absolutely miserable and I'm on my way to the doctor after this to try and get fixed because it's been a few weeks now and EP destroyed me <laughs> no I'm still very grateful that I went to EP I did notice however that I'm getting out I'm not able for the the craziness that I once was able for um, the owl back is not as, as strong as it once was. <laughs> um, but you know what? This is just part of growing up, I suppose. <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to another one of my podcasts. This one is not so much skills based, but I think I'm going to segregate some that are chat and some that are skill-based going forward. I'm not going to put myself under so much pressure to share very strict skills. I'm going to have a mix of some of the tools that I've learned through the therapies that I've done. 
and just some open discussions about mental health and mental well-being um but yeah thanks so much for listening if you found this podcast helpful um please share it with people that you think might benefit from it and please reach out to me on enlightened by Aoife, um on instagram i am yet to set up other socials but they're on their way um you might find some helpful skills tips tricks on there as well um i do share different types of content please get in touch i'd love to hear from you happy healing